0: Best of the rest of us podcasts. My name's Luke. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. this is the pilot episode. Episode. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I've never done this before. Are you excited, America? I can't hear you. That's for good. That's a good thing. Oh, great. Off to a clunker. Well, uh, I have no name for this podcast as of yet. I'll insert it later with a completely different sounding voice, so it'll sound really inorganic and manufactured. But uh, the goal is to interview. Um, area local Michigan bands that I find interesting, kind of seen here and there through friends. Friends of friends. Some are d- direct friends, some are indirect friends. Some are friends of friends. I'm going to go on about friends for a minute more. But today I'm uh, joined by Head & Toe. Lansing. Are you guys officially from Lansing? or We're going to need... It's not, 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 you know, I didn't know I was going to be interviewing more than one Came ill-equipped, so one of you will have to play field reporter and pass the mic. Okay. But I'm joined by Jeremy and Brett from Head & Toe, Lansing Zone. How's it going? Good, how are you guys? Thanks for having me. I'm good. <laughs> now, you just finished the master of your newest record, and why don't you tell us about that? What's it called?
1: Well, it's called the City of Leaves. It's, uh, it's about Flint, Michigan, uh, our hometown, both Brett and I, come from Flint. And it's also a metaphor for, you know, uh, Flint is a metaphor for, you know, my family and the time we spent in the town, uh, my grandfather being the first uh, Flintstone, Flintstonian, <laughs> back in the 20s, and then, uh, you know, time after that.
0: So it's a metaphor, like, in what way? Just the family history? or Yeah. Just growing up there? Mm-hmm. You know, it's one That's of those it. places that, having not spent a lot of time there, you you kind of picture, it has a, a very definitive image. And so I've had friends that have grown up there, but, you know, there's all sorts that come out of any area of the mm. state, really. And
1: a lot of people have, I think, a lot of negative connotations about right. Flint, thanks to people like Michael Moore.
0: <laughs> right. But That could be said for most of Michigan, really, yeah. whether yeah. it's rural or urban. So it's, it's called City of Leaves, and uh, where'd you guys record this at?
1: We recorded it in a studio out in Big Rapids, Michigan. Uh, it's called the Heart Song Studios, owned by Earthwork Music, which is a collective of folk artists uh, from around the area, and they just kind of hooked us up.
0: That's cool. How did you get the hookup? Where did you meet?
1: They've just been friends of mine for about three years, two, three years. I started listening to their music and then running sound at some of their events and then playing at some of their events.
0: That's cool. So how long did it take you to record the record? Uh, It probably took us like uh, about
2: three days, I think, that we were in the studio.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, sounds great. We just listened to it here in the Good Time Gang's uh, household. And uh, it it really turned out well. It's nice. It it was interesting to hear um, your last record. It was Interstate 80. Is that what yeah, it's called?
2: Yeah, uh, Interstate 80. Yeah. Um, I think this record is definitely a hundredfold better than the last one. But
0: well, that's the idea. H1, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. move. But it was interesting to hear the uh, addition of uh, some some different instruments than last time. And it's uh, it has definitely. definitely has the you know acoustic flavor still, but guys added drums and organ and yeah we got
2: a combo with the violin and the cello so right
0: yeah it really adds a lot of texture it's it's uh it's enjoyable music to listen to oh well thanks a lot yeah so uh, how long have you guys been going under the moniker of head and toe how did it, how did it get started
2: uh well uh, me and jeremy started about two years ago two and a half years ago? I think it's like three years ago has it been three years ago okay well yeah about three years ago we uh we we were living together, and we started a band. Started playing together, and started playing at Magdalena's Tea House, and right. playing the open mics there, and slowly progressed and got better.
0: That's cool. Has it always kind of How has the sound changed, like as far as uh, you know? Textures?
2: Um. Well, we've gone through. Uh, Lots of different people, um umteen members. Yeah, Every I time think,
0: I see you guys, you yeah, have different members. Yeah, we we
2: like uh, bringing in different people, having sure, different yeah. sounds and stuff, and it helps to bring new aspects to the music. So, All right,
0: and if you can get away with it, God bless you, man. It seems like uh, most bands have such a hard fucking time, you know, getting people if they're if they're hoping to replace a drummer or something, you know, it's like an endless process sometimes, so it's nice that you guys have been able to pull different people in when you need them.
2: Yeah, definitely. We've been lucky to have friends and stuff who want to come play with us and have fun and go out and play shows and stuff, so it's been a great time.
0: Yeah, that's what it's about. So you guys are about to head out on a little tour, like a... Pr- like. Promotional tour to yeah, the city of leaves tour is what we're headed out on. That's uh, cool.
2: Going everywhere from Chicago to New York City to uh, I, I don't even know where we're going. Yeah, 20 dates, I think, something like that, wow. isn't it, Jeremy? Oh, yeah, uh, 20 days, 21 shows.
0: Great, that's awesome. That'll be that should be a lot of fun, definitely. So, are you is any new places or have you been on all these places before? I don't think we've been to any of them. So completely new, uncharted territory.
1: I mean, I've been to New York City, Chicago, we're playing, um, Toledo, (coughs) head and toes, frequent to Toledo. Sure. Besides from that, there's like Pittsburgh, I've never been to, Philadelphia, I've been to Toronto before. Um, Jeez. Oh, Trenton, New Jersey as well. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Kind of like a second Flint. Yeah. Other than that, there's like you know, I've never been to Philly. Brett and I are both big Rocky fans. So, <laughs> so we're gonna
0: get pictures taken next yeah, to the statue, of course, oh, punching yeah. him in the balls and whatnot. Jeremy actually <laughs> wants
2: me to uh play violin on the top of the steps while he runs up and um, play the Rocky themes. <laughs> That's song, great. So.
0: <laughs> oh, that'll be a great YouTube moment. Please yeah. capture that. Promise me boys. Promise Definitely. me something. We will do it. <laughs> So, how did you how did you get the tour booked? Did you guys do it yourself, or do you have friends? Or uh, what? Jeremy
2: booked the tour for the most part. He's been working really hard. Yep. He's been, like, umpteen hours on booking shows, and up to the last minute, we didn't even know if we were going to have the show in Kalamazoo. We were trying to get a hold of people, I guess. So, yeah. he's been working really hard on it.
0: Yeah, that's great, man. Be able to book a whole tour of that many dates, it's such a pain in the ass booking, you know. It's like... Most most uh, local bands, at least uh, here in in the mid-Michigan area, you know, it's, it's like pulling teeth sometimes to get decent shows. Oh, yeah. You know what I, I mean? Just to be so, able to play a show. I mean, that's I know. Just... So it's great. That's great for you guys. So why don't we take a listen to one of the tracks off the new head and toe album, City of Leaves? I
3: had a home between the lanes and far past its borders. Your front porch And past the porch Was the yard you're our mayor the one in charge we are a city of leaves
0: alright that was City of Leaves by Head and Toe the self titled track off their newest LP it's not technically an lp anymore long play i don't know it's 27 minutes right that's what you're 27 saying minutes on the room. borderline lp so it's in between ep, EP and LP. lp there's uh nine songs which uh, you know you would think is an lp but one like to break barriers
1: and be in between
0: everything well you got the perfect, the 3 minute pop song you know to break through all the all the indie uh, rock i don't know what the hell i lost my train of thought there almost dozed off but uh, anyway <laughs> That's off the new record by Head & Toe. Now, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, who joined you guys uh, on, uh, on this record? Who's playing what? Who you got doing what? Who's, who's working the knobs, twiddling the faders?
1: John Crone, we got uh, of Lower Peninsula Records. Uh, he decided to sound engineer for us, and the great thing about him is that he would do it for very, very cheap because I, be, I think he wanted to be a part of the project. And so that was great um, uh, On cello There was Hilary Holman uh, An ex-member of the band And After that, as far as producer goes uh, There was Luke Winslow King And You know, in, in the mind of Brett and I he, He's a huge influence for us
0: um, Is he from Flint too? or? He's a Cadillac Cadillac, Cadillac that guy area, yeah.
1: but now he now he's busking in the streets of New Orleans oh, yeah. part of the year the other part of the year he's flying out to Italy like i th- think he's in Italy right now uh moving around uh, playing in i think some five star hotel out in uh <laughs> Italy that just wanted him back and uh, i was doing some work with him he's booking his german tour oh wow uh He's a real crazy guy. Last time he was in Italy, he 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 toured with some punk punk rock band, opening up for them, really? playing. You know, sometimes he'll play, you know, some ragtime, traditional ragtime, or his own ragtime, and then other times he, he's also a classical composer.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, how how do you think having him work on the record influenced the overall sound?
1: Well, string arrangements were re- really important uh, for us because. Brett and I initially wrote the string arrangements. Uh, I I wrote a lot of the melody lines, and there were a lot of droning notes that needed harmonies between the cello and the violin. And so, you know, Brett would really come in with his music theory, his knowledge of composition. And when it was all said and done, we presented it to Luke, and he said, you know, you do weird things like, no, we can't resolve. On C, we got to resolve on G here, or something like that. Sure. Uh, um, you, you, Brett knows more about this.
2: Yeah, he just uh, helped us out with the harmonies a lot. Having he's a more experienced classical composer and stuff, and it was good to have um, him. We could go back and forth, shooting theory back and forth, right? And figuring things out and stuff. It was good to have. Uh, and he had, was like the extra ear, right? On our record, so That's he cool. really brought a
0: twist to it that's cool so I, he he was what you want a producer to be really where it's not like interfering but actually helping you see through oh yeah definitely. you know what you guys want to do not like him trying to yeah, mold phenomenal. what you want that's great that's great now it the strings play a huge part on this record uh more so than i thought of your uh first effort um but it, it's interesting to me, listening to it, um, the first record, you know, you had a lot of vocal harmonies because you had different ladies or whatever playing oh, yeah. with you at the time, so it was very harmony-heavy, and it seems like the strings kind of filled that void even more so, even though they were they were on the first record, and obviously, like, you know, I, I really like your violin playing. Oh, have, well, thank I've you. I've seen you guys live, you know, half a dozen times, and, and right. it's, it's enjoyable, but it the The strings really filled filled out that sound, so it's really full and lush sounding, which you know is what you want from strings. Really. Definitely, <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, you guys are going out on this tour, which we talked, and I botched up because I'm a clunker, uh like train of thought derailed or whatever. But uh, you've been playing around. You guys play pretty frequently around uh, around this area in Lansing, Grand. Yeah, Rapids definitely in
2: uh, the whole uh, Mid Michigan or. Er- Kind of area, Um we play probably like two to three shows a week, maybe yeah. on average.
0: It's great you get to you know get your name out there and network. And you guys are are you officially on Good Time Gang's recordings then? you yep, part official of official members or, of the Good Time Gang. That's great. Well, you live in Expensive the house of champagne, you be, don't you? I mean, that's part of the rent. You have to yep. make CDs <laughs> for for the record. That's cool. And, you know, Good Time Gangs uh, recordings, for those that don't know, it's a very small independent label based out of Lansing, Michigan. There seems to be about, I don't know, 30, 50 <laughs> different bands that are friends with these the, the greater Good Time Gangs family. They just put out a compilation CD, and you guys are on that head and toe. Yep, off um, one of our
2: tracks, off the old CD, I Right.
0: Uh, there's... A lot of artists on that. It was a uh, enjoyable compilation. I finally got it last week for the first time. It's uh, the mixture of artists these guys pull in <laughs> is quite astounding really. <laughs> you know, uh you got anyone anywhere from your, your upper echelons of uh beautiful acoustic bass music like head and toe to uh punk rock, you know? Yeah, it, definitely.
2: It was, there's all sorts of crazy tracks on there. No, side we, projects and all.
0: Yep. They there's uh a bunch of white boy good time gang people rapping at the end of it which uh is interesting and uh they just did a CD release this past winter for that and uh you guys played that show. True. I I did too and I was there and saw the the wide range of rosters. Now, Jeremy, it was just you and your former cellist, right, on that one? Yep, it was Hillary and I that night. Yeah, and you guys followed a punk band named the... Cartridge Family. Cartridge Family. And the Cartridge Family, for those of you that don't know, are crazy... The wildest... Crazy. I mean, they're just like... You know, not even if you aren't even talking about the music. They're just all over... Their show they put on is just craziness. It's They're mayhem. set that
1: night. They're running around in their underwear, underwear. Uh, throwing wet naps at everybody. Yeah. Uh, Sexually
0: molesting a few uh, here and there. It jumping like. up
1: and down on the PA, PA equipment right. with the uh, the sound guy shouting at them below them. Right. And, uh...
0: Yeah, the sound guy. <laughs> was... Were those guys tools or was that just me? Everybody hated <laughs> them. They, they were was... jerks. They were like... <laughs> no yeah, good, man. <laughs> It seemed like they were, uh, you know, 17 or 18 years old, and they, I don't know if that's true, but it seems, you know how, like, teenage boys have the biggest egos in the world, like, I mean, there's no way a guy that age can really be a true master at live Mm -hmm. sound, you know, it's Mm -hmm. something you develop over the years, and to have the attitude where they're Just being a-holes I don't know the guys Maybe they're wonderful I'm Maybe I'm speaking out of school I don't know But that night A lot of the bands Were frustrated with the attitude Mm -hmm. Now Cartridge Family Kind of They came at the right time Because there was a lot of It seemed like You could feel a little tension Between the PA dudes And the bands And then they came up And kind of uh, Musically exploded Like Mm -hmm. a bomb And uh, And They were the loudest band Of the night I thought for sure and then after that, who follows? Lansing's own head in <laughs> toe. Uh, you did a really interesting thing, which I think was the, the best move. Uh, decision-wise, you, you asked everybody to kind of shut up, and you didn't play through microphones. You no. just came out to the middle of the floor yeah. and sang you know, a few songs quietly. Yeah. With the idea that you had to shut up to listen to it. Right. And if you weren't going to shut up, then you had to move away from the band, you know. And it seemed to work out really well. Mm -hmm. Everybody kind of circled around. Mm -hmm. It created a vibe. It was really the only way to follow the Cartridge family because you're not going to out rock that that spectacle. You're not going to do a show, you know. So, uh, well, how did it feel? Like, what was your thought process going into that performance?
1: Well, immediately we were talking about the sound guy. He uh, was probably such an asshole. Uh, <laughs> shouting, you know, he starts off the night uh, with, you know, the breakups. After Iada Iknarf, where half the tune was spent with most you know, this incredible amount of feedback. It was terrible. Yeah. And then goes to the breakups, where tommy likes to enter the song with a good amount of feedback with the guitar you know just it's a rock and roll move yep you know it sounded good you you got dan down there screaming his head off turn your guitar down it's feeding back you (laughs) don't get it it. it's like you just don't (laughs) missing the point tommy just kept shaking his head no 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 you don't don't do it And and then and finally, Dan screams up to a mid-song, you know, turn your fucking guitar down. and, and Tommy Mind your res- tone, sir. And, and then Tommy responds, fuck you. This is part of the song.
0: Yeah, that's uh, Tommy McCord. Sound uh. guy versus band, shouting at right. each other. That's Tommy McCord, uh, the kind of the patriarch of the Good Time yeah, Gangs. I think yeah. he's, uh, he founded it. He's in uh, probably half of the bands on the roster. Yeah. Dancing <laughs> well,
1: Zone. Uh, <laughs> and so what happened for you know, we couldn't... You okay. know, there's no way... That if he if that guy can't mic a guitar amp... Right. Which he shouldn't have been doing in the first place no, for not, the room.
0: Not in the art studio, no. Yeah. No. I mean, um, it was...
1: Unnecessary. It, how how the, how the heck is he gonna mic a cello? Right, and, uh, yeah. you know, which is I find difficult for most rock and roll sound guys. So we found it to be a standard with head and toe, um, in every situation, uh, to to be going acoustic. Yeah, keep it
0: quiet, uh, man. It serves the music better, I think. You know what you guys are trying to do? Mm. Is just keep it quiet. Make the audience shut up and listen. Mm. You mm. don't. You know, I've played. Uh, a few acoustic shows in my many years of music and it's it's always best to play in a place that doesn't serve alcohol yeah. because yeah. then people drink, they want to talk, man. Yeah. You don't want to do it in a bar. You want to keep it quiet, make the people listen. So like We did
1: a max bar a couple of weeks ago, yeah. which totally worked out. Awesome. It did. Totally yeah. worked well, out. People pulled the tables around in a semicircle. The only talking we got was the... Uh, since we're playing strings and right. it's kind of moody. We had a girl at the bar screaming, uh, is this from that movie Titanic? And, oh, uh, like, what uh, a heckle. So no, cool. it was just, is this Titanic is what she said. And my initial reaction was when we we're hitting the peak of the piece, I was, I was thinking, she got it. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. Yes, it this is. this, this that. No, And then it clicked <laughs> in. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, uh, the
0: Leonardo DiCap movie, no. No, it's not that.
1: No, but yeah, best idea f- for us is uh, after the cartridge family we we had to do something different yeah. at the moment
0: for uh, sure. Just because the w- the way the bill was set up like, mm-hmm. you know, the cartridge family should have ended the thing. And mm-hmm. and to be fair to the PA guys any nobody wants to run sound for eighteen different artists. It yeah. is a pain in the ass. I mean, yeah. you know, you switch. They they kept some of the instruments the same, but it's a pain in the ass to to do that many. I I yeah. understand that they are frustrated and stuff, but but it seemed like they came in with it, an attitude. So the Cartridge Family, I I saw the the PA dudes and and they were like pissed because the ecstatic. Cartridge Family
1: they were absolutely ecstatic. Yeah,
0: they. they they were they were pissed at at the band though because they were like throwing mics around and stuff you know and breaking like just being you know the cartridge family with yeah. uh, with all the the gear so that we the extra guys,
1: boost because they knew the guy was they knew
0: the, yeah all the they talked to the other band and saw how those guys were acting so you, for you guys Brett, you played that night too right. Yeah, you played bass. Um,
2: yeah, actually, I played uh, bass with my other rock and roll group, my fearless leader, and my then fearless um, leader. I actually ended up uh, taking off. I was uh, taking a break from head and toe for a couple of weeks there. Sure, mm-hmm. tension. Just yeah, just lovers taking, quarrel. I, I just had to take a break you and know. figure out what I was doing, you know. And I yep. taking a break from the songs. Just it happens.
0: Yeah, you guys played really well. I really enjoyed. It. I enjoy. It. Firstly, your bass. It's an interesting bass. Oh, and thanks. A choice that not a lot of people make. It, yeah, the like a Yamaha ArtCore
2: hollow body, yeah. yeah.
0: And it sounded really good in that room. And I forgot to mention earlier, but that was at Scene Metro Space in East Lansing. Really Definitely. neat, really cool art studio that uh, Peter down there, he does a great job trying to get as many interesting uh, acts in there as possible. And it's really nice to have And really place. interesting art. Oh, yeah. It's oh, man, it's really cool. They've done a great job done a great job so that scene metro space check that out if you're ever in the lansing area so you took off after your band.
2: yeah i took off because i figured it probably wasn't suiting for me to stick around and watch uh head and toe show you know right um if i wasn't playing i just felt that was kind of uncouth you know
0: right well on that cluttered note why don't we listen to another song off the new head and toe album city of leaves
3: it's miles wide, it still holds borders, it is the wife of a larger lake, and when it streams, it waits patiently.
0: That was the song, Grand River, off uh, Head & Toe's new album, City Relieves. We are joined by Brett and Jeremy of Head & Toe. How How's it going? Guys? <laughs> Great song. I really enjoyed listening to that right now. <laughs> I put that in later. Listen to it. These guys just ate pizza, and it looked really good um, with banana peppers and cheese. It was delightful. It was delightful. These guys have their protein. They're ready to go. They're all charged up, batteries charged up. They're ready for a more deep, deep and slow conversation. Um, So, yeah, so show story. That was uh, definitely a fucked up night. Uh, So what else do you guys want to talk about? Anything? Anything? Grand River, the song we just heard. Yeah, that was a delightful song. Why don't you tell us about it? <laughs>
1: um Um, the one one part I like about that tune, I think it's the most accessible tune on the record, being the only one that isn't uh, absolute. You know, there isn't one meaning behind it as full well, of just double entendres. Sure. of Uh, you know, metaphors, of what what a river could be. Poetry. And. Uh, I wrote it about an ex girlfriend, though. But uh, you can put anything in there.
0: Ex boyfriends. Ex boyfriends. Any exes, really. Bedrooms. Um, ex bedroom. cities. Ex cities. Flint. Lansing. Um,
1: paintings.
0: Ex paintings. Mm-hmm. Any exes? No, I'm just kidding. Bullocks. Of it's more than exes. has got an ex in there. <laughs> Oh buddy! That's a different <laughs> podcast, my friend <laughs> I'm just kidding that's cool, man. um so tell me about why don't we uh ask both of you guys why don't we I mean me Luke, why don't I ask both of you guys like just tell me about some of your influences like what what made you interested in playing music to begin with and as as you got going like who did you kind of gravitate towards and why, that sort of bullshit?
2: Um, well, I started playing the violin when I was really young, uh, around the age of five. And uh, I was classically trained, so I grew up listening to, like, Beethoven, Bach, Debussy, you know. Right. Chopin, Paganini, all those great guys. But then I started to get into the um, rock and roll indie scene. And, I mean, I'm influenced by everybody I listen to. I mean, right. I started off... Uh, I think the first CD I ever bought was a Metallica Black album, and just kind of spiraled from there, listening from to everything. That's cool,
0: man. Somebody's knocking at the door, but we're not going to let them (laughs) in. Yes. So, uh, Jeremy, did you find Metallica as big of an influence as your compadre Brett did?
1: Yeah, Metallica never. I've been more of a Megadeth
0: fan. Megadeth, yeah. yeah. Because Dave Mustaine left, you know he's defective. None of it's hard enough for he me. He got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a tried and true Mustaine fan. I got it. Who's that
1: guy in Metallica? I just hate. Hatfield. Lars Ulrich. Oh yeah. The
0: drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he was anti his... Napster, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm totally.
2: Well, their politics and stuff are just kind of bullshit. about their
1: head and toe is yeah. pro.
0: <laughs> pro Napster. Pro downloading, pirating. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, just reading on your uh, CD insert, uh, please duplicate this record. That's yeah. that's what you got to do nowadays. Yeah. You know, you have to do that nowadays. You want people to hear your music, right? I mean, any if people want it free, they're going to get it free. Exactly. So why fight the system? Run right, with it. Right. Enjoy the river. Sit on your raft and float down the river.
1: I download a lot of records, but at the same time, my favorite records, as you can see in my room here, uh my favorite records I purchase all of them and I, right. I mainly just purchase local records, right, yeah, you know.
0: that's the thing a band you really love and wanna support you want to give them you know mm-hmm. you want to pay for I their like records having the disc me too. Yeah. I'm freaking anal about that stuff mm-hmm. too, but uh you you know artists I love I want to help support them so they can continue making music. I enjoy that's that's the whole concept now Metallica. I will download every song I want from them and never give them a Good. fucking penny. Good. <laughs> Suck it, Lars. He says 8 years after the fact, "Oh, I'm such a rebel." Um <laughs> So Uh so uh, for real though, Jeremy, who who do you how, what made you decide to take up songwriting, singer songwriting sort of thing? What I first For realsies.
1: Take for real. Oh, okay, for real this time. For real, yo. Um <laughs> I think it started piano lessons, early elementary school, dropped that, played bass in a, first a cover band when I was 12, and then a ska band, uh, we were called Debbie from the Internet, Um, then this emo band out of Flint, we were called Aurora, wasn't the best time for any of us, but, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when I separated myself from all that, I think it with bass, I started songwriting, doing, writing, kind of baseline techno beats with mm-hmm. my bass, and I, it's not what I wanted right. to be doing. But it's, I was into the faint at the time, okay. you know, and Thunderbirds are now, and so. Yeah. But when I moved out here to Lansing, I, about three years ago, I started playing the guitar, and going to open mics every week, and then that's when I first heard Luke Winslow King. uh also, Breathe Out, Breathe were the f- probably first two Michigan artists that I kind of completely indulged myself. In right, was uh, in in my room here. Yeah, you know, I have every Breathe Out, Breathe record and yeah. Winslow King stuff, and like uh, Micah from Breathe Out, Breathe made that woodcut painting on my wall. Well, that's and, cool. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I was just listening to them so much, and so I really wanted to get into Maybe you know songwriting, but kind right. of. I it's folk music, but yeah. they're pretty untraditional. Right, I, yeah. I feel.
0: And well, it's so, just like any other genre. You can mm-hmm. do so many things with under under that umbrella. Yeah, and you know, you guys, I would I would classify under the bigger umbrella as folk, but you know, it's uh. It's, I I don't know folks. One of those genres is gets a bad rap, you know. Like everybody thinks yeah. it's going to be. Well, Pete we're not Sieger. the Carter family, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, singing about God or politics or so, You know what I mean? Like, there's uh, no God or politics
1: in any of our songs. Right. I, don't, I don't think I've ever mentioned God. Yeah. I don't like so or yet. politics, not since we've been head and toe. Brett and I right. used to be the weatherman in Philosopher's
0: Stone. <laughs> well, there's me. that head and toe song, God Loves Politics, you guys, on the new record. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, the hidden track. The hidden, the hidden track, track. yeah. It's That'll be at the end of this, this podcast record. teaser, you gotta so say. Written. Listen to the whole thing. So, do you think there's something about uh, just kind of being isolated and, like, away from the uh, a working band that made you kind of focus more on, a, you know, just acoustic things and how can I make interesting uh, acoustic music to build on like because you said you were in bands before and then you were kind of you moved away and you're off on your own so you know and everybody knows putting a band together can be a major undertaking and a hassle and time consuming and so but when you're kind of starting out just writing songs quietly in your bedroom you know maybe that directs where where you're coming from did that help you gravitate towards the more acoustic stuff or
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. I mean where we are right now doing the interviews where all the tunes were written, uh, was in this room and definitely separating from a mainstream culture. Right you know, I I and listening to solely Michigan music. Right. Which isn't always on purpose, it's just what's always surrounded right. Surrounded Brett and I but uh Yeah. Uh, kind of separating ourselves and hearing such a diverse amount of music, we were able to pick uh, Head & Toe has its niche. I feel like yeah. we're building our niche in the area. And, yeah, uh, for sure. I think you also tell, you, you said writing songs in the bedroom, Yeah, you can tell, I think the songs you can tell, they're ri- written Yeah. And here. It's actually one of the tunes on the record called The Abortion was influenced by how small my room is. Right, uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of the size of a large walk-in closet, yeah. you
0: know. Well, environment influences every mm-hmm. every f- stage of music making whether mm-hmm. it's uh, where they're written or where they're recorded or where they're performed or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. So when you and it is a small bedroom, folks, yeah. it, for the at-home listener, it it's a small bedroom. It's you know, the size of a a, a good size closet, a walk-in closet. But, you know, the good time gang house there how many people are living here right now? Four? Four. Four with the... Hopefully uh, to be hopefully eight, eight by
1: the uh, end of summer.
0: Next, in a year from now, 16. Who knows? You know, they're always doubling. They're like gremlins after midnight with water. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's...
1: Uh, I mean, we want to be like, you know, that punk rock house. You know what I mean? There's punk posters all over the wall. Right. And eight people live in the place. One shower. Right. And...
0: And everybody's in different band, like everyone's in different bands. Yeah, Hattie's yeah. drumming for every band. Hattie is drumming. She's yep. been in our band. <laughs> yeah, I yep. know. I've seen her play for you guys a couple times. It's uh, it, it's kind of a neat thing you guys got going here to have like uh, so many friends that you can share, not just like the bullshit. Uh, more shallow like hey come see my band but you, you know there all the people living here are are really big parts of the good time gang thing so right. you know you're all helping each other promote mm-hmm. really that's the biggest thing cuz getting new people to check out bands is hard there's a million bands mm-hmm.
1: i think we definitely influence each other as well uh watching tommy write tunes you know before i was all uh, writing in triads and, and everything came along to You know, I'm using bar chords now, right? You know, uh, there's a tune on the record called Father's Father, which is uh, right, someone told me it sounded like a Ted Leo and the pharmacist sure. almost, but we're you know, it's strings in organ, yeah, on there. But you know, listening to the plurals, you know, a rock band in the area, uh, practice in our basement, right? Uh, every night. You know, while I'm up here right. hearing them, flew the floor right in yeah, my own tune. You know, yeah, it's, right. it's it just clicks in. So yeah. the plurals are big, big influence.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing, and it, a lot of it, it's one of those situations that a lot of bands don't have. Like, uh, it, you're at the age, you're all at the age group too, where you know it's uh, still cool to live with so many people and so like why not live with uh, artists that like like what you're making Mm -hmm. and you like what they're making and you can help each other again like you know Right, right promotion like i'm saying the whole idea of this podcast is to help promote bands that might not get it on the internet as much you know besides the myspace and Every, but everybody has a MySpace eh, or or uh, Facebook or whatever's popular. You know, everybody in the on the planet has one of those. So to set it up where you know local local Michigan bands can uh, help promote each other, I think is an interesting and worthwhile endeavor. And uh, right. so so who did you uh i i asked you on the phone before while we were setting up this podcast to to pick an artist that you found uh as an influence um because i thought it'd be an interesting uh thing to add into a podcast besides play you know a couple tracks off the new uh city believes album uh to to play an artist that you guys thought was an influence uh, to show the people kind of you know some of the things that you might have uh taken from them or just you know I wanted I wanted a real honest answer to where uh, so many bands that I've encountered over <coughs> the many years that I I've been involved in music they always come up with which with some sort of bullshit answer where they'll say a band that they they themselves sound nothing like mm-hmm. and so it's like how how are they an influence and then it, they'll make up an answer, and uh, so so who did you guys pick tonight? Well,
1: we chose uh, Paul Simon's uh, Graceland. Oh, yeah.
2: uh, well, okay. well <laughs> I, actually, uh, Jeremy really likes the Graceland album. I'm I'm a more uh, uh, songs from the Cape man. Oh well, yeah. everyone yeah. else I've met doesn't really like that album. Your
0: latter day Simon, yeah, that's, that's that's one of his most my, recent. That's my favorite ones, album. Really. Yeah. I haven't heard that one before, yeah, I'll have to no, check it out Yeah, definitely Yeah, it's
2: a
1: real crazy album of his Where uh, he wrote a Yeah, he ro- wrote a A Broadway play Right, in, yeah In uh, half Spanish Right You know, uh, about an immigrant Being accused of murder <laughs> You know, <it> went on <laughs> yeah, Broadway right. for a week And uh, apparently for a week and it just kind of flopped It flopped, there, yeah, 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 I remember yeah. reading about it But the soundtrack's so great That's you know, cool, it's I'll have so to great. check
0: that out so, but you went back to uh, Chevy Chase era Graceland. Graceland uh, man. Well, now you picked the title track Graceland off the album. Is that right?
3: Yeah, I,
1: I thought Paul Simon. I've heard him in interviews holding that is his that album and that tune being his finest piece yeah. is what he says. And uh, it, it's also the first uh, first one or two records uh, I've ever owned. Yeah. So my uh, my father bought me Rhythm of Saints, right, and Graceland when I was in kindergarten. That's those cool. Were my first two records.
0: Yeah, so it's got some sentimental attachment and
1: definitely, definitely, and I s- still listen to it all right. the time, all the time.
0: You know, it, it's good. Paul Simon's good. I know it's really unhip to say and whatever, uh, for in some circles, uh, um, but it's a good album and. Uh, he blended a lot of different uh, cultural shit with uh, Lady Blacksmith. Yeah, Black which Smith. was really um, interesting.
2: That was just phenomenal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, there you yeah. go. That's the name. I have marbles in my mouth. Uh, so, yeah, let's listen to, uh, what is it for, 86, I think, I want to say? 1986, that Whoa. time period. Yeah, it's 80s. It's that mid-80s uh, time period anyway. So, uh, Paul Simon.
1: Hearts and Bones was 83? Something like that, so it's right know. after Hearts and Bones.
0: Okay, I think it's 86, 87. Yeah, mid-80s there, yeah. Chevy sure. Chase was still relevant, so I know that was uh, right around yeah. right. <laughs> there. So, uh, here it is, Grace Lane, Paul Simon.
3: Gone. As if I didn't know that, as if I didn't know my own bit As if I'd never noticed the way she brushed her hair from her And She said Losing love is like a window in your heart Everybody sees you're blown the window I'm going to Graceland Memphis, Tennessee I'm going to Graceland Poor boys and pilgrims With families And we are going to Graceland Am I traveling Back bags I ghost In empty sockets I'm looking at ghosts and empty Trampoline. Sometimes when I'm falling flying, tumbling in turmoil I say, whoa, so this is what she means She means we're bouncing at the Graceland And I see losing love is like a window Everybody feels the wind blow. Ooh, in Graceland, Graceland.
1: New York City yeah. at the time. And uh, and when we were living in France together, we shared an apartment. Listening to that tune, she called herself the human trampoline. <laughs> Not really, though. But <laughs> I was made You called slap. her that oh, you no, broke no, up, no. right? <laughs> but, you know, as we kick kicking, tossing, turning, you know, I I understood <laughs> what she meant. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> she, she meant we were, we were bouncing into Graceland. Sure, yeah.
0: So... <laughs> I bet Paul Simon would be honored to know that (laughs) (laughs) you made sweet, sweet French love uh, to his tunes. Well, uh, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Uh, This has been uh, the best of the rest of us. Uh, I should have mentioned that. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the title, but that's the idea. Like, you know, unsigned artists from around uh, the mid-Michigan area. I wanted to thank uh, Jeremy and Brett from Head & Toe, Lansing Zone via Flint. Uh, head and Toe—they got a new album called *City of Leaves*. I just want to thank you guys for uh, hanging out with me on this uh, pilot episode.
2: Thank you, Luke. Yeah, thanks a lot, Luke, for yeah, having us.
0: Nice uh, talking to you. And uh, you guys got a website where yeah, you can um, be reached?
2: Uh, mm-hmm. Reach is on the MySpace. The um, MySpace. Um, with I've, he- I've slash heard of that.
0: Head and Toe. MySpace.com/slash Head and Toe. Hopefully, yeah. Good time gang good time recordings, recordings, recordings as well. Yep, they—they're uh, on the MySpace too.
2: Hopefully, we'll have a webpage up coming soon
0: think we
2: should get one don't you I, I, I have I'm
1: very expensive. devout to MySpace yeah. MySpace is everything you need in this world
0: social network true true, true dad yeah. well find them on the MySpace uh, as for me you can reach me uh, via email at Luke the bearded lady at gmail.com if you uh, know any local area bands you wanna maybe see later on down the line in the podcast we'll see how successful this is
1: y- well, did you say the bearded lady
0: right Luke the bearded lady
1: I always thought it was the bearded guy.
0: Oh, I thought that was your interesting uh, twist on it, just being oh, clever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just uh, uh, I was I was nervous. I <laughs> it's it's really stupid, but I I was in a rock and roll band for seven years exclusively, and then uh, it came time where the the band wasn't able to practice much, and I still wanted to play. The uh, cover band. No, I was uh, never in a, was, in a cover band. Hey, that'll be on my record coming up, <laughs> folks. Uh, but uh, that's uh, more uh, that's more influenced on uh, friends that have done that before. Um, but uh, I I was in a rock band for a long time, and it came got to a point where we weren't gigging out, and I like playing in front of people, so I thought, fuck it, I'm gonna play with an acoustic guitar and see how it goes. It was fun. We played at Magdalena I played at Magdalena's for the first time here in Lansing uh Magdalena Sea House if you guys are in the area. It's a great uh great place really. I love they have interesting vegetarian food and they have it's a great place to see quiet quieter music too and uh so I w- I was too nervous to use my name, so I just chose the bearded lady arbitrarily. So nice,
2: very interesting name.
0: Yeah, we'll see if it sticks. Also, <laughs> like
1: to make mention of another MySpace address, which is MySpace.com/slash/GTGHouseShows. House shows. It's a uh, Good Time Gang recordings puts it on. Uh, just about every week we have in house shows. Right here in the house. Right here in the house. Right, right here. Right in the living room. Like right. Tomorrow we have. Uh, The Head and Toe Tour kickoff Sweet Be our first date I
2: think we got like 12 bands coming or something like that
1: Wow Cheap Girls are playing Calliope uh, The Plurals Michael Beauchamp Katie Stanley
0: Great Is that going to be down in the basement then Or where are you setting up
1: It's going to be right outside
0: You guys are going to have to clear some shit out man Oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. This house has like I don't know 27 guitars laying around in the living room (laughs) you know and then uh, then other instruments too but uh, well let me be probably the 17th person to uh, wish you good luck on your upcoming tour and uh, thanks for joining me here on the podcast uh, that's Head & Toe uh, check them out man thanks for listening